Welcome to episode 157 of the Erasable Podcast. I'm Andy Welflin, hosting duties today, and I'm joined on this fine Monday evening uh, by Tim and Johnny. Hey, guys. Hey. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy, Happy Day. Day. Yeah. It was yeah. yesterday, technically, but, you know. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. I love you guys. Still over. Happy to talk to you guys. Aw. This is, you know, you know how Valentine's Day is the day before Valentine's Day? Mm-hmm. 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 This is... Um, Bro, I, I can't think of a good bro pun in for Times bro. Day. That doesn't know. Yeah, bro, I mean. bro in Times Day. That's the day after Valentine's Day. Palentine's Day. Palentine's, Palentine's Day. Day. Yes. I just invented. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> it's the day after, wherein people complain about things they didn't get for Valentine's Day, and <laughs> we eat the chocolate that we stole because we were mad that we didn't get presents. Palentine's Day. There you go. Oh, so man. we, do, we try to stay somewhat positive on this podcast, talking about you know stuff we like. But tonight we're going to talk about what we almost like. So this is a um, a topic that uh, Tim brought up, and it was such a good idea. So maybe you've had the experience of a pencil that tick most of the boxes for you, um, but fall short somewhere. Um, something that you really think you should love, but you don't. So maybe it's the wood, it's the ferrule, just scratchy enough or too scratchy, or maybe the paint color that gets in the way of like truly loving a pencil. Um, so we're going to get to that and kind of talk through some of, of our thoughts here. Um, but before we do that, let's um, let's talk, talk through the tools of the trade. Tim, what are you what are you consuming? Yeah, so the, my first two go together pretty closely, but the last few, like I guess, like once SNL has come back since uh, Trump was ejected from power, uh, have been really good. Yeah. And I was a little worried. Like I was a little worried that it was going to be like, what do we talk about now? kind of thing, you know, but it has not happened that way at all. And I have just really been enjoying it. And like this last episode with Regina King was by far the best that they've had like this season. It was so good. She was amazing. Um, I mean, so I've, we've just been really enjoying watching SNL and last week, I mean, John Krasinski did a really good job and, and I was, I was really impressed that one before the Super Bowl was the first cold open that I've seen in a long time that wasn't about politics, which yeah, I was like kind of thrown by that. Yeah. Yeah. They got it. They got to start adjusting, you know, like yeah, now, that, yeah. now that there's so much like less crazy to deal with and the, yeah. Yeah. Now we can just uh, deal politics. with all of the gigantic problems destroying our country and our planet. Yeah, there you go. Now nah, we're not going to deal just with the standard problems that have been like yeah. eroding yeah. our culture, but solutions. <laughs> so they uh yeah so that was good and then, like a couple of weeks ago phoebe bridgers was on who i'm like a really big fan of and there was this huge controversy around her which i think was pretty sexist i don't know why that was like such a big deal um like that she smashed her guitar i don't know if you oh yeah yeah I saw so, everybody, so everybody's complaining about that she's like she's like four foot two i mean she's like this like tiny little petite you know, I mean, she's playing this guitar and she, she writes incredible songs and she has this one song, um, that ends with her just basically screaming. Right. Um, so she, and it's, it makes perfect sense, you know, when you're, when you're listening to, uh, listening to the album. So she's like, um, I think it's called, I, I know the end. Is that the name of the song she played? I think so. I think so. She plays, I, so I know the end and like, she gets to the end of the song and it becomes this like sort of like primal screen, kind of like scream, like John Lennon kind of thing. And I think what happens is like they shorten the song to fit SNL. And she got to the end of it after she's screaming and she takes her like BC rich 
which if you're not a guitar person, you don't know what I'm talking about, but it's like a hilarious guitar. And she takes it and just starts smashing it on the, uh, what do you call those? The monitors. Mm-hmm. And people like, we're like, well, that was a little extra, but it's like, all, all that tells me is that you weren't listening to the words of the song, <laughs> you know? Like, and also she's like small. And so like, sorry, she wasn't like six foot five, Jimi Hendrix smashing a guitar on the stage or whatever, you know, like, so I don't know. She did. I thought she did a good job, but Nathaniel Rateliff, which is the second thing on my, my consuming, uh, who I've talked about before on this podcast, he did an incredible job this last week. He was, he was really, so the first, the first song wasn't the night sweats, right? That was him. That was from his solo album. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the second one was, uh, because as soon as they announce, uh, Nathaniel Rateliff, I, I told Katie, I was like, Oh, this is, this is a, a guy Tim likes, so let's, yeah, let's give him a look at. It's, he's so good. He's so awesome. And so it was, I thought he did a really excellent job. And it was also, he's one of those artists where it's like, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're getting this platform. Uh, which Phoebe Bridgers was the same way. I mean, both of them, it's like, they're not necessarily in the center of the spotlight of pop music. So it was really cool yeah. to see both of them. But Nathaniel Rateliff is close to my heart. I think he's he's kind of like one of my spirit animal animals, or I mean, musicians. <laughs> yeah, spirit <laughs> um, musicians. Spirit musicians, yeah. I love him. He's, he's kind of like this sort of like barrel-chested uh, indie rocker who sounds like he could sing like Otis Redding songs. Yeah. yeah. And so. I feel like the Night Sweats are a very, um, very apt because he was – he was sweating a little bit up there. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's 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 a good sweaty white boy there. I mean, he's he was getting going. And I love when he gets his shimmy going. And he's like sliding around on those like pointy-toed shoes that he's got and he starts dancing. Love it. Um and as far as reading, the main thing I've been reading which is uh new to me and I'm extremely excited about is a book by George Saunders who I know I've talked about before, but he has a new book called A Swim in a Pond in the Rain. Ooh. In which four Russians give master class give a master class on writing, reading, and life, hmm. and it is incredible. It is so good. So basically, like uh, George Saunders has been teaching at um, Syracuse for a long time, and he's always taught this course to his writing students that is on the Russian masters of the short story. And so this book is basically that class, and and so he he splits it up. I'm about halfway through it right now, but he like reads the short story page by page and literally like common, there's like commentary and like questions based on every page of the short story, which is invaluable for somebody who wants to write short stories, but also somebody who just wants to be a good reader. You know, Mm -hmm. it's really, really fascinating. So, and George Saunders is so funny. So hearing him, do this as well is even, even better. So I can't recommend this, this book enough. I mean, George Saunders is a genius and, and this book is just really fun. And I, I just like personally really was excited about it because the Russian short story writers, I know I'm supposed to like know a lot about them <laughs> and be into them, but I've had trouble over the years um, in Chekhov. I've had my moments where like read a story that kind of blew me away, but it's just like, I needed like an avenue into it. So, and George Saunders definitely gives that. So excellent book. George Saunders is the best. And and so this is, this is a really cool, cool offering from him. It's like getting to sit in like, um, audit one of his classes at Syracuse. So yeah, yeah. same here. I've, I've never read the brothers Karamazov, but I, I know that I should, but that probably won't. (laughs) That book is the reason why I married my wife. 
Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. So when I was in high school, I tried to read that book twice and was like, couldn't do it, couldn't do it, couldn't do it. And then I found out about this new translation by Peviar and uh, Volonovsky, who are these like husband-wife duo that are now translating like all the Russian stuff and they're amazing. And I was like, fine, I'll try it one more time. And I was reading that new translation of Brothers Karamazov and was totally like soaked up into it. And I went to the coffee shop at our college and this was um, maybe like the second week of school or something. And I didn't know anybody. And I was just like reading it by myself in a booth in this little coffee shop. And Jane, who's now my wife, who had just started at the grad school, she's four years older than me, walked up and she's like, what do you think of that book? Like kind of like caught me off guard. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she's like, you're reading the brother's camera. I was like, what do you think of that book? And I was like, Oh my God, who is this person? <laughs> like, what do you like, think of this book? Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, so that, that book was the the spark and like got to know each other like a little bit that day. And then, you know, five, five years or four years later, we got married. So I think you yeah. need a Dostoevsky tattoo. That's true. Yeah. yeah you that do. is very true. You yeah. get like a pocket watch for, and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> reference right on your, on my right inner on thigh. Yeah. yeah like, on, right. my, <laughs> on your chest. <laughs> my, my chest. Yeah. Yeah. You're like right in the middle of my belly, like where that pocket would be on a three piece suit. And like, yeah, but not life size, like softball size. <laughs> <laughs> like Flavor Flav pocket watch. Kind of like, yes. <laughs> but, well, we got that sorted out. Yeah, there we go. I'm glad we got that decided. So next yeah. time I see you guys in DC, we'll, uh, in Baltimore, we'll take care of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's me. And so, uh, as far as writing on, I am using one of my all-time favorite pencils, the uh, Blackwing 4, the Mars edition. And I am using, thanks to our friend Mary Collis, I am writing in a green notebook of the Field Notes Day Game oh, edition. Nice. She sent me these and was like, I'm not going to use these. I'm giving, the, giving these to you because I know you are just a baseball nut and you we'll use these and you won't sell them. I was like, that is amazing. I wrote her a letter back to thank her. And I just have to say a big thanks to Mary. So I just busted that open yesterday. Uh, Spring training starts in two days for the baseball season. And I am incredibly excited. So this seemed like a perfect transition from my uh, national parks notebook that I just finished up. Awesome. Mary's great. Yes, she is. She's amazing. So how about you, Johnny? Um, so we've been watching a lot of TV because the weather's been really crappy, and we just binged the second two seasons of The Sinner. Did you guys ever see that show? Uh-uh. Never oh, heard of man. It. So it's, what do they call it? It's an anthology series with Bill Pullman where, um, like, someone who's, someone commits sort of an atrocious crime, and it's not someone you would expect to have done it. But um, at least in the first one, like, the first episode, you see her do it. It's not like, you're not sure that's who it was. So um, it's really, really, really interesting. It's really dark. By the end, they started using a lot of F-bombs, which made me giggle. But it's like pretty violent. So um, yeah, it's, I think there are three seasons. And they just put the last, the third one on Netflix. They're short episodes and short seasons. I've binged like half one at a night before. Um, we also watched Miss Scarlet and the Duke. That's a new um, masterpiece show. Did you guys catch that? Is it is it like Bridgerton? No, um, it's like grittier. It has the actress who played um, Arthur Shelby's wife from um, Peaky Blinders. She's the lead, and the Duke is played by the guy who played the brother from Jamestown, whose name I can't remember. 
but it's really, really good. It's funny. And it has um, Kevin Doyle as uh, her dad, who's already dead, but it's his ghost. So it's pretty funny. <laughs> and um, I just read a book that was like one of the best nonfiction books I've read in, since the last time I read something really good by Mark Kurlansky called Mudlarking. Um, I think the US title is Mudlark. But um, when I got it for Christmas, the person who gave it to me was very, very insistent that I get the British version for some reason. But um, it's about this lady who goes mudlarking on the river in London and around London and talks about the things she finds, sort of the people she meets. But there's all this like really, really interesting history of stuff and um, like meditations on normal objects. And there's an Instagram account that goes along with the book. So you can actually see the pictures of stuff she's talking about. So cool. I didn't know that um, there are Roman ruins all over London. And like there was a chapter where there's a typeface called doves that people are trying to recreate because one of the printers like threw them on the river. Like it's, it was really, 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 really cool. It's one of those books you sort of like ration out. I'm like, okay, okay can't read too much more tonight because the book will be over <laughs> so definitely check it out i think it's out i know the u.s version's out i don't know if the u.s paperback is out but it was like you know it came out in england and a year later it came out here so there's a link anything, for it in the show notes anything where they're looking for um you know dead typefaces is good with me and then yeah you know, they someone recreated the typeface so as she's talking about it she's like yeah and if you notice the title of the book and the top of all the pages that's the typeface like oh that's so cool and she talks about her friend um johnny who has um like a little journal that he draws in for his mudlucking finds and then she's like yeah the end pages are from you know his notebooks it's so cool that you did that but yeah definitely check it out she also has an instagram account that's that is came out before the book and is updated all the time now with like so much cool stuff and um, I am writing in a Write Notepads engineering book, which is which we'll talk about later. Just such a nice book with a Faber-Castell velvet number 3557 number 2.5, which is just heaven. <laughs> it smells good, too. <laughs> How about you, Andy? <laughs> Whew, I feel like lately I've been consuming a lot of, <laughs> a lot of news, a lot of MSNBC. <laughs> Um, watched a lot of the impeachment hearings and just kind of like, yeah, check that out. I, I feel like I know so yeah, much how about those turn out. Um, yeah, they, they went real great. They went unexpectedly. Really well. Every, <laughs> everything's, everything's great. Everything's really great. Uh, justice has been, has been, has been brought. <laughs> so <laughs> been watching a lot of that. Um, been watching we watched we watched the first two episodes of this show on hbo called the flight attendant and it has um kelly kuoko who played penny in big bang theory um express a kind of like wider range of acting um (laughs) actually a good actor um as a flight attendant who um wakes up in a strange hotel room lying next to somebody who has been uh murdered and she doesn't remember anything about it. And she's going through her life trying to figure it out. And it's just kind of everything that happens then. So uh, it's it's like, a, it's very anxiety inducing. It's very high energy. It's, uh, but it's, it's, it's pretty good. Um, I was reading a book of short stories that Frank Herbert wrote before he wrote Dune. Um, apparently he wrote Dune pretty kind of, kind of later in his writing career. And it was by far the kind of biggest hit um, 
like he just kind of stumbled across it. He wrote all these other short stories that aren't just aren't very good. <laughs> and I mean, I don't, I don't think Dune is that amazing either. But I know I've had arguments with people in our in our group about how how amazing Dune is. Um, but I've been reading that just to try to understand a little bit more about Frank Herbert and his work because I want to give Dune a shot because you know the um, is it a movie or is it a TV show that's coming out? TV show, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's right. TV show that's coming out. So I want to watch that. Um, and also, um, I have been listening to a lot of Phoebe Bridgers after that SNL um, mm-hmm. performance. I really wasn't super familiar with her before. Um, I think it's I think it's interesting when you were talking about how everybody was just like giving her crap for you know hitting that guitar. Um, I think everybody like first heard that song Kyoto that she sings. That's just mm-hmm. very like, it's kind of quiet and it just kind of like goes along and it's like happy. She's pop, just this kinda. yeah ha- happy pot and she's pop and she's just very small and blonde and people are expecting that. And then she goes into that <laughs> one and it's just like, ah! <laughs> everybody's just clutching their pearls about it for sure. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. But I, I was listening. Yeah. I really liked, um, Oh, the better oblivion community center, the band that she was yeah. in, um, before. So with, yeah, uh, that's with, uh, Connor Oberst from bright eyes. Yeah. Oh, that, really? That okay. Band. Yeah. That's who she's in yeah, that yeah. one with. So that's there. That's really good. Yeah. So I've been, been listening to been diving on, on the, this is Phoebe Bridgers playlist on Spotify. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you seen her website? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of F word in there. Yeah, there sure is. Well, There's... her Twitter, her Twitter name is, is is like Phoebe Bridgers? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's her, her, that's her website. Yeah, yeah her oh, that's her website. and her uh, her Instagram is at fake nudes. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. And yeah, she she got a. I don't know if you guys saw this, but she got targeted by David Crosby on Twitter, who is like calling no. her out for like breaking a guitar on stage, and her and she just. <laughs> She just retweeted his thing, and you're gonna have to typewriter bell this. Sorry, but she's she uh, retweeted his comment about like that's unnecessary, or whatever, and just wrote all lowercase little bit. <laughs> 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 oh god! And she did. There's, there's another one too. She was just like, no, that's I'm not gonna say it for this, but, <laughs> but yeah, she's she's a, a, an so incredible good. songwriter. She's very good. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And I have been writing uh, after the uh, recording on the homework podcast, which I will talk uh, more about in Fresh Points. Um, I broke out the um, a general cedar point, so I've been ooh nice, yeah, just been been using that all weekend, which is really nice. Just smells so good and it writes so good. Just just a real good pencil. All right, let's jump into Fresh Points, um, Tim. I know you have the um, you have the the spicy one. <laughs> Spicy. You mean the, the expensive one? Take. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> the pricey. The pricey one. Not spicy. Um, <laughs> spicy and pricey. As my kids used to say, that's pricey. That's too pricey. Uh, um, so, yeah. So, Blackwing has had a kind of a string of collaboration efforts with, I mean, there was the Bob Dylan uh, one that came out. There was the... Um, uh, the third man records and third, third man records. That's the one I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah. And then when the, the hardest job in the world and that book came out, John Dickerson, they, they worked with, worked with him there to make those pencils. So yeah, kind of like have got a thing going yeah. and they just came out with a new one collaborating with tribe seven, which according to my understanding 
with the help of you guys, but I mean, it's just basically they make very expensive, uh, uh, camera lenses. Yeah. Yeah. Is that fair? I think I, I don't know much about camera lenses, but they seem like very fancy camera lenses. Like Top I'm going reco- I'm, I'm to shoot a movie and like, I'm going to use one of these camera lenses. Those uh, yeah. filmography nerds, correct me if, if you're wrong, if I'm wrong, but cor- yeah. correct me if you're wrong. Cause you probably yes. are. <laughs> <laughs> correct me if you're wrong. There's a episode title. Um, so if, if we're like coming up with a scale, like a zero to 10 scale on these collaboration pencils, as far as looks go, like the Bob Dylan one's pretty low. Yeah. Right. That one was just like a little bit of a want. We talked about that last time. Like the, the quote on it was like, that sounds like it would be on like a Hallmark card. Like, why is that the Bob Dylan quote you pick or whatever? Now this one looks pretty great. Yeah. Right. looks pretty cool. Love the black on black on black with the, with the gold print. And then the, and then it has the, uh, different, uh, I'm, I don't know l- the language of, uh, the focal, focal length, focal range. Yeah. The range or whatever. Like, yeah. So 27, 37, 47, 57, 77, 107, 137 millimeters. So that's cool. I like that. That's going up the backside of it. And then also even there, they've got this like geometric symbol, which I guess is the, maybe like the logo for tribe that like if you put put the pencils together, it recreates uh, that logo all good. It's great. Looks really great. Also another amazing benefit, which like historically in our like nerdy little corner of the internet, uh, this is the first custom pencil they've done with anyone else that has something other than a balanced core. Yeah. So it's got a soft core, which is like the MMX core, which is really cool. And also like, yeah, really tempting the implications for what else they could do in the future i think are really maybe that's why they charge what they charge (laughs) Hmm. which which brings him to his next point Mm -hmm. (laughs) so so apparently the reason they've all been balanced is if you switch to something else it adds twelve dollars to the price of a dozen pencils a dollar per pencil which seems seems wrong now um I don't know who sets the price. I mean, I don't know if you guys have thoughts on this, but like, I don't, I don't know who sets the price for this. I mean, we're buying it on it's blackwing602.com, but this is, this is what, what I think is happening. So I think that black, that tribe seven is coming out with a new lens that's in pre-order called the Blackwing, And I think this is me completely speculating. I think that that has nothing to do with the pencil. Kind of like how there's a new Cadillac. Who is clinging bottles? Bottles? <laughs> no, I just heard a clink. No, uh, not me. I was cheersing <laughs> myself. No, that was I have okay. no bottles. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I heard it too, though. I don't know what that was. Yeah. So, so the um, so there's this thing called the Blackwing Seven, which I think is a uh, a new lens that's coming out. It seems like they're releasing it. Um, Tribe Seven commissioned this to go with that somehow. Um, I think they're the ones setting the price. Um. One thing, one thing of the design, I, I don't think you mentioned him. That's really cool. Um, that still isn't worth twelve dollars. You know, um, is the uh, did you notice how there's like a gradient of, of gold in the middle of the pencil? Like it looks like a like a like a lens flare or reflection or something. Yes, like that. yes. Oh, that's what it's I did not look like. That. Yeah, it's it took really me awesome. a really yeah. a really long time to realize that this wasn't like the camera angle like the camera that was the, my first thought when i saw the the picture of it was just that that was like the the flash of the camera i was like you know great yeah. photography guys but it's, 
it's really irony. well designed. They did. They definitely did not like phone this design in. No, no, no. Yeah, not like, like, like the Bob Dylan. Ones. The Bob Dylan one was definitely phoned in. It was just like pick, <laughs> pick a color, blue. Blue is done. Pick a like quote. which blue? I don't know. Blue, blue. Just blue. Yeah, yeah. Just pick a good blue. Yeah. So yeah, they, they, there's definitely a lot of like. I totally agree. There's there's some some thought that went into this one. So, can I ask a serious question that I don't mean with hate? And I put it in the Facebook group today, but I think people thought I was being a jerk, and that that thread went nuts for other reasons. So I took it down. But um, I don't think a promo pencil is necessarily a free pencil. Um, what's the difference between a collaboration and a promo pencil? I'm bringing this up because this is one of those brands that most of us probably never heard of. So it's like Blackwing is promoting this brand and possibly vice versa if camera folks don't know what Blackwings are. Mm -hmm. So like, are these just expensive promo pencils that they're calling collabs? I think that's what they are. I think, you know, Tribe probably either bought a huge quantity or paid a lot of money or not if they're that expensive maybe it was a small yeah. quantity <laughs> you know like yeah, maybe, they, maybe they weren't like willing to buy like a huge batch of them yeah i think it's kind of like you know how blackwing or not blackwing field notes you know will stamp whatever logo on the back of a craft brown up to a certain quantity and past that they will like start doing like other choices like put stuff on the cover or do different ruling i feel like that that's the kind of tier that blackwing's doing yeah and Oh, this is going to sound really, really, really uh, critical. There are so effing many collabs that they just kind of don't mean anything anymore. Like, well, when, I don't think they're supposed to mean anything to us because you know they, yeah. these are these are for Type mm-hmm. Seven people. These aren't collabs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when the when the first ones came out, we're like, oh my god, look, that's so pretty. They did a red one or they did a gold one. Now it's like every week there's a new black wing out, and half of them are not very nice looking. I think I think that's it though. I mean, it's like it's starting to reach out. They, they don't, and this is not like to demean anything but it's like they don't care about us i mean it's like yeah <laughs> they're, they're worried about the people who are like showing up at a that certain hotel or going to that museum and they just like stumble across it and be like hey, i'm sure cool. yeah. i'm sure when when field notes worked with starbucks on that roastery edition like they apparently told the roastery they're like there's going to be a certain number of people who are going to automatically buy these right they're going to when they find out about it they're going to come into the store they're going to call you mm-hmm. i'm sure that that's blackwing too they're like hey there are some people who are just going to buy these editions Mm-hmm. No matter what, and but but the rest of it, I I'd be willing to bet that this is more, um, you know, for the for the tribe people. Yeah, like there there are just so many of things getting so diluted. So many, yeah, and the quality control is getting pretty crappy. Like I finally opened up my um, oh, what the hell were those? Those things that came out where you could get one to whatever number white pencil. Mine has oh the Black Friday one. Yeah, the ferrule was not actually attached, and they stamped it wrong. It was like, oh, you know what? This took two months to come, so that with it. But uh, maybe mine's extra collectible because it is. They they stamped like consecutive sides. Like, how do you, how the hell do you mess that up? It's like those postage stamps where they stamp the plane upside down. That's worth so much money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but those are pretty. Yeah, that we learned about that's when we awesome. went to the <laughs> USPS museum. Oh, I would love to go there again. <laughs> that will, you know, we'll be able to go to when Tim's the postmaster general. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll I let think, you in for free. I'll, I'll, I'll wave yes. the fee. <laughs> I mean, I know the answer to all of these questions could just be capitalism, but yeah. um, you know, the Palomino arguably made the Blackwing possible, and now it's gone. And then you know, people who use Blackwings and pencil nuts and um, artists 
made Blackwing and all the different Blackwings possible. And now, like, they're really phoning in the volumes. And obviously, their their attention is elsewhere. So that's kind of like, okay, that's that's what's up. All right. Yeah. I don't know what to say after yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Capitalism. Yeah, I'm feeling yeah. a little bit of bile. Maybe this maybe is... their spring edition would be amazing. Yeah, I don't Yeah. Yeah, I remember I feel two like years this ago. This is the arc of these things. Yeah. Two years ago, I was like, man, they've put out so many good editions in a row. Like, how long can this go on? And then after ten, like blech, they've all been it's blech. it's almost the same progression as like moleskin right i mean which is like you can't totally i don't I, at least i personally don't like blame them for because it's like these are pencils <laughs> if you're yeah. if you're if your target is like a boutique pencil crowd then it's like this is going to be a short-lived kind of run you've got going here so you've got to like spread out a little bit so i mean i so i get it but I, I agree, though, that like and it's also I I've kind of appreciate it because it's like this is making it easier to not buy black wings now because yeah. like, I'm not going <laughs> to buy every one because there's a new one all the time. So it's like I can yeah. actually just like jump at the ones that really, you know, appeal to me or whatever. So, yeah, I had I, everything. Yeah. And I think in the last year, probably now I don't have half of them. Which yeah, is, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, just that, wish, I wish they would start attaching their ferals correctly that would make me happy there's still that one uh that moncler brand moncler that's still uh you know riding the waves out there somewhere that nobody knows where they are or how to get a hold of them except that one person who got one for valentine's day for yeah i um, yeah, in the group i was about to have a trade for one and then covid hit and the uh, person in korea and i were like i don't know if we should do this <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I, so, I, I'm sorry, I hijacked your uh, fresh point. No, that was good. <laughs> that's good. So that's yeah, that's the Blackwing Tribe Seven collaboration, and then the, uh, the only other thing, which is a very cool new development from Write Notepads, which is their new engineer notebook. Uh, I didn't find out about these until very recently, and they look amazing. So Johnny, like, I mean, do you do you have one, one of these in hand? I'm holding it right now. Oh, I love it. Seven by seven, right? Like it's yeah. like square, which and I they, love that shape. That's if I was going to ever write a book that was published or make a notebook, like I would want that square shape. So I, I really love that. And they rounded all four corners, which is unnecessary, but so delightful. Yeah. I love the dark color of the, of the brown, of the, the brown cover, like the, that like modeled sort of cover. Yeah, it's what do they call it? Oil board. Oh, it's yeah. got a it's got a feel to it, but um, it also has a smell to it. It smells like pickles, but not in a bad way. It smells really That's good. Interesting. Nothing Actually, can smell like pickles in a bad way. I'm just gonna throw like, that out there. <laughs> if they made a dill scented pencil out of incense cedar, this is what it smells like. Pickle your pencil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, I thought it was interesting that they mentioned in the product description that the paper was different and that it might not work well with fountain pens. Like, did, did you just say that? Usually well, you just, they're aimed just at engineers, right? So, I mean, yeah. engineers aren't messing around with fountain pens, but yeah. I mean, for the record, I put some fountain pens in there and it wasn't bad. It was okay. <laughs> but um, I'm using a pretty hard pencil in here and it's delicious. It's, it's great. Yeah. The, I, lo- I love the, the print, the graph. It's kind of like the sort of a, a cousin to the Doan paper. Yeah. I just think of that. Uh, 
Yeah, which so it's like uh, lines plus graph. So you can kind of, it gives you some freedom to go kind of however you want. So yeah, um, my printer has a weird amazing. setting that makes this exact graph paper. I don't know what it's called. It's called graph paper number one. But um, I think it's engineering graph, sort of like the, um, oh God, what was that field notes that came out with the yellow cover that was so cool? Utility? Yeah. Yeah. But on a mm-hmm. way bigger scale, obviously. Yeah. And apparently they're a limited edition, so I guess go get them. Yeah. The cover. And I might need to track one down because that's I love that shape for real. Like the square notebooks are like my, my and something I really like. They packed it oddly. Like it came with this huge piece of really thick cardstock to protect mm. it. I've never seen anyone do that before. So I don't know. It smells like a labor of love or it feels like a labor of love, which makes it extra delightful. And I wish I'd bought more and I might. <laughs> smells like a labor of love. Yeah. Mm. That's is that, that ta- kind of like tagline for a <laughs> <laughs> good tagline for a product? It smells like a labor yeah. of love. Yeah. I want to know the story about um, what factory that is from the front. I have to pick their brains about that. We'll have to have, a, have them back on sometime. It's been a while That's since true. we had. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's uh that's all I've got. So Johnny, how about you? So um, I've, we should give a shout out to Miss Carrie's Pencil Club from Jemisee School. So um, I, I don't want to like divulge anyone's personal information. Um, a friend of mine who I was I worked with when we were in AmeriCorps. She was in Community Art Corps when I was in Vista. Um, she works in community art and would be a good podcast guest. And she was talking to a class and they were teasing their teacher about how much her teacher liked the teacher liked pencils. And she was like, Oh man, my friend is such a pencil nut. He co-hosts a podcast. And they were like, what? And they listened to a baseball. So then they had the first meeting of their pencil club and Charlotte and I joined them on uh, Google meet and chatted with the teachers and the kids and had a very, very good time. So it's nice to see so many kids like so excited about pencils. Yeah. What were they? What about pencils was exciting to them? I don't know. I wish I, I wish I knew. Like you, and they. I have mean, th- are they into the new Blackwing collabs with you know with Tribe Seven, or was it like this one? <laughs> this one is, has colors, you know. Um, they talk about like the Wopex and um, the Musgrave stuff, Blackwings, like everything. Hmm. Uh, and Charlotte joined by special requests, and we were talking about fountain pens a little bit. So we don't have a recording to share because there's not a recording. But um, the soundbite at the beginning of the episode is the Pencil Club from Jemisee School. So yay! Um, my next fresh point is I finally got issue 14 of Mazine out with red yay. cover. And like, man, I bought so much red paper. We won't have to use it for disposable because <laughs> it's pretty. But my God, I overdid it. Um, how many, may I ask how many copies you put out or are you? Oh, I just privileged information. No, no, I do a hundred and then av- anything after that. Um, I feel like I have to do something different. Like with this one, I think I won't do color inside on the last one. I used paper instead of cardstock and that blue after a hundred. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't uh, I mean, the new ones have not been going very far past a hundred. So that's good for the planet, I guess. Um, but the, the topic of this one was pencil obituaries because I was um, 
having one of those like anxious mornings. So it's just like clipping words out of the New Yorker for zines. And one of them was obituaries. It's like, wow, that'd be a cool title for our topic for a zine. And then I never used the clip art, but um, the issue is about um, like dead pencils, pencils they don't make anymore, but not in the like, Oh, it sucks that there's no more no blot, but like, Hey, the no blot was a cool pencil. Yeah. Tried to stay a little positive. I mean, it's positive for me. So, I, mean, I don't want to hijack the episode because it could be its own episode, but that you guys could totally be an episode. Yeah, you guys have any dead pencils that you, you know, you like to use, even though you can't get more. I think the like first one that pops into my head is the IBM Electrographic. Yeah, Ooh. that's a good one. Is, is a dead pencil that like I just absolutely adore. Yeah. I didn't think of that one. I think I'm going to have like- to do another one because I didn't do that many. Yeah, so I, I like a yikes. Ooh. <laughs> That would be good. All right. Yeah. Maybe this could even be a uh, disposable issue or something. Mm-hmm. It was hard to like cut them off. I had a big list. I was going to do the Janus sharpener. Ooh, yeah. But um, I don't ha- I don't have one, so I couldn't get a picture. So it's like, uh, that's a good reason to cut that one. I, I have one that um, is it l- is lovely, but doesn't really work. I'll send that to you. Ooh, yes. Yeah. So if you get like a like a very dramatic photo. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And um, yeah. That's it. How about you, Andy? Who? What is going on here? Um, biggest thing that I think is really cool is um, something that Anna Reinert uh, put out um, last weekend. And so, so Anna is a designer, and her husband uh, runs a letterpress shop, uh, Skylab Letterpress. And so, the unstoppable duo <laughs> um, of of the two of them together, they can sometimes produce really cool stuff like this. Um, Anna ran across a bunch of vintage typewriter stock not too long ago. Um, it's uh, it's it's called Sleek Clear Erase. Um, it's a white cardstock. It's twenty five percent cotton cockle finish. Don't know what that means, um, but she says it's really really good for fountain pen. Um, I think it's decent for pencil, and um, she uh, designed this really gorgeous cover. And she and um, Bob, her husband, turned it into five and a half by eight and a half um, writing paper. And they're selling it on their website for like eight bucks a pad. And it's really nice. It, it just feels and looks like, I mean, because it is, right? It's vintage paper. Um, but they put the but they put a rule on it and they um, put it in this pad together. So it feels like a brand new vintage product, right? Like just something you just pulled out of a time machine. And I bought it, a couple of them. I bought one that that's red. Uh, it has a red cover and it has a red um, top ruling uh, and bottom ruling, and then I bought a blue one, which is which is the same blue cover, blue ruling, and uh, it's nice. It's not lined, um, but because people like me cannot write uh, in a straight line if they don't have lines, it comes with one of those like big thick card stocks that you put behind it. Oh, um, nice to give you a line. So um, I, re- I appreciate that. So it is just gorgeous. Um, she ran out of her first batch in um, like four hours. I think Brad tweeted about it. Um, and she did too. She has a really good reach. But yeah, it's really lovely. I would any, anybody who's writing letters, I recommend you pick up some of this. Um, I've been writing a couple letters and putting, I have this rubber stamp that looks like an old um, line etching of a pencil, just a really short pencil. And I've been stamping that on the top to make it almost look like a, um, you'd like some stationery. So. Um, I would say it's better with pen than it is with pencil, um, but it's still really good with like a really dark pencil. 
Yeah. Um, so definitely recommend that. Great job on that, Anna and Bob. Um, thank you for for making this. Um, and I'll have a link in show notes, of course. And the last thing I'll mention is just um, something that we did last week that was really, really fun. Um, was that last week when we were in the homework podcast? Um, yeah. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> time means nothing anymore. So yeah, yes, was that was last circle. week, though. Yeah. So our our friend of the show, Harry Marks, um, you all remember him. He has a podcast. Um, it's been going on for a while, but he's a new ish host um, with a guy named Dave Colo um, called the Homework Podcast, and they usually talk about um, you know home like work setups at home. Um, so they're doing this new thing, which I hope they make it an annual thing or even even more than that, um, called the pencil draft. And so Harry picked out um, 12 pencils and Dave picked out 12 pencils. And uh, they had us on the show. And basically, we drafted our favorite pencils to build the ultimate pencil dream team. So um, I'll let you all listen to the podcast and read their show notes to see what our drafts were. But it was, re- it was really fun. What did you guys think about that? So much and a really good time. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would be, I would love to do that again with like another batch of pencils, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. It's like it a, was funny because, and we'll see fun. Dave, yeah. Dave um, had some really good pencils, but he also had some that he just sort of like picked out. Like he had a <laughs> Staples brand pencil and an Amazon basics pencil. And my favorite was the, um, it has Christmas trees on it. Pencil. <laughs> And we uh we basically just took turns and picked our favorite pencils and explained why and built the built the dream team and uh, I think all of our lists kind of had our favorites on there but there were some some unexpected ones like the cedar point that I that I picked out for my list um, that I wasn't really uh, expecting to pick but it's just such a good pencil yeah, yeah we I, also yeah go I, ahead Johnny. I, when I first read read the email, I'm like, what are we doing? A draft? But it was just a really, really good conceit to just go through a list of pencils and talk about them all. Yeah. Which was great. I feel like I feel like Tim is the uh advanced sports person, so he he knew <laughs> a drafting strategy. I wanna put that on my <laughs> resume, advanced sports person. <laughs> advanced sports person. That's my my new title. Drafting strategy. <laughs> I think you need a uh I think you need like an Ebbets Field hat that says yes. advanced sports person. Yes. <laughs> ASP. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That would be a really good podcast title or a uh, zine title or blog title or something. Advanced sports person. <laughs> yeah. That would be a good zine title. Yeah. There's a, there used to be a podcast from, uh, I think his name is John Moe who does the, like the hilarious world of depression podcast or whatever. <laughs> but he had one that was called, uh, uh, not slam dunk. Um, home dunk or something like that but it was like it was like it was supposed to be like an npr sports show is what he did and it was great but and it was it was really good but then it just disappeared for a while so i feel like asp <laughs> would would fill that void the spiritual ancestor predecessor mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh yeah go check out uh the homework podcast it's been a it's been a minute since you've heard um heard this show i think we're three weeks we're one week behind our usual cadence but um yeah Homework is very good. All right. Um, let's jump into the main topic. And as a reminder, this is um, all the pencils that we, uh, you know, that we really wanted to love, right? Like it's, it seems like on paper, haha, uh, it's supposed to be one that just, you know, is really great for us. But in practice, maybe there's something wrong with it. Um, how, how do we want to do this? Do we want to kind of like um, 
Johnny, you, you're really good at kind of like setting this stuff up. Should we take turns? <laughs> I am. <laughs> should, yeah. <laughs> should we take turns or should we just kind of go down our lists? Um, I think maybe go down our lists. Yes, we, we don't have any overlap. So yeah, just That's one. True. Yeah. We're, you know, we'll all talk. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, do you want to start us off with some of your pencils that you just didn't love? Yeah, I'll I'll get on some some lists first. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, a ding list? What? A ding list? Sorry. Yeah, you should probably have students ding. listen to this a podcast. A ding, a ding, uh, a list. Yeah. So my first one, uh, actually, I'll say that like pretty much everything on my list, in in true coordination with the topic, strike really breaks my heart that I don't love it. You know, like I really, <laughs> well, I really t- wish topic. I love it. The first one is the the bugle for Musgrave. So I've got several versions of the bugle. I've got the original. I've got the CW pencils iterations that they've got out. It's a round pencil, which I love a round pencil. Uh, but it's like. Looks cool. It looks the great. Imprint does. Yeah. It looks great. Yeah, a really good imprint. But it, I need a, at least a little bit of weight to a pencil. And that pencil is so light that it's like I'm holding a feather. So like <laughs> I just don't enjoy it. And so like a lighter pencil tends to be a little scratchier feel for me, you know, like, cause it's just, there's nothing kind of like softening the scratch of the pencil. And I've just, I've tried over the years and I've bought them multiple times. And I know Johnny, you're a big fan of the Beagle. Yeah. But I just can't do it. I just, so can't I do wonder it. if, you know, everything from uh, Musgrave Christ, like what, Seven or eight years ago it was all cedar, and since then it's changed. I wonder if it was a little heavier when it was uh, incense cedar. Oh, maybe. I mean, mine's definitely not incense cedar. It's yeah, not cedar would, at all. I would love to find some like that if they exist. Yeah, that would be that would be great. I mean, that would be a that'd be a, kind of a dream pencil because yeah, I like the I, I like the core. I think it's kind of hard to tell when it's so like. I'm thrown off so much by the barrel, but I, I wanted to love it so badly well, and just didn't. Here's a question. Have you ever stuck a paper mate arrowhead on the back of it? No. So I have like a hundred of them right here. And literally <laughs> I would be very happy to send you a bunch of them. <laughs> Plus they're just, they're really good erasers. They're like the pink. Johnny's just looking for excuse to clean off his desk. <laughs> I gotta, gotta get rid of these erasers. No, yeah. they're 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 awesome. They last forever. They don't rip off your pencil the way that um yeah. they did when we were growing up. Yeah, it'd be worth a shot. So I'd, I'd take some. Yeah, for sure. Oh, um, so on the same topic, I'm going to kind of jump ahead on my list. But uh, another Musgrave pencil that I really, really, really want to like is the is the Harvest. The regular Harvest. Well, see, so I don't have the Harvest one or whatever it's called, like. So the I num- have, go ahead. There's the number one and there's the Harvest Pro, which is totally different. So I have the Pro. Okay, but you don't have the regular Now, I will say it is a very beautiful pencil. It's a very well-made pencil. But I have, and I th- I've talked about this before, but I just have a thing with the full hex pencils. Oh, can't do anything about that. And I, I, I didn't want to get like, you know, a flaming bag of dog poop on my doorstep. So I didn't put the Tennessee red on this list. <laughs> yeah. Cause oh. and I have, because I know that's like the darling of the pencil world. And it is my, I think maybe the best looking pencil in the world right now. And I, and I still use it sometimes, but a full hex pencil, I just don't find it comfortable to use. And it's, it's, a, it's one of those like really like silly picky things to say as a, as a pencil person, but 
it's just that's just oh, the way it goes. Those corners are sharp. Yeah, I don't think that's yeah. that picky. That's pretty in your face if yeah. if it bothers you. Yeah, I mean when when you consider that my favorite pencils are round. I mean it's like the the polar opposite. Besides maybe like a a fully like pointy triangular pencil, which would be like a nightmare yes. for me. Yeah. So yeah, so could- that's the. Those two, two Musgraves, which I think is just coincidental. It's mostly just my issue being with the lightness of the Beagle and then the full hex of the of the Harvest. My next one really breaks my heart <laughs> because I think of anything on this list. I mean, this is one that like I is on paper the 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 most common pun used in this this podcast <laughs> on paper is the is the pencil that would be perfect for me, which is the Viking Rollo HB which is like the semi jumbo fully natural pencil with that really oh, cool yeah. looking black cap on the end of it. Oh, that one. Yeah. 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 I like on, it, it should be my favorite pencil, like by so many other reasons. Like it looks great. It feels great. It's a perfect size. I just like, it's really attractive looking, but the core just like messes me up. It's just a little too hard for me. And I just like, don't enjoy using it. I've got one at work and I try to use it all the time and then I end up just kind of pitching it because I think too much about how like, it's almost like I'm like writing with it and work and I'm just like, this thing could be so great. You could be so great. What's wrong? You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Cause I just don't, I don't know. I just don't enjoy it. And, and maybe this is an issue with just Viking pencils in general, because that school pencil that we've talked about before, and I might've claimed to like before because I think it's like, looks amazing. It's another one that I have like half dozen of, but I just don't use them. Like they just, yeah, they just don't appeal to me. Like the feel mostly they look incredible, but I just don't use them. Looks so good. Yeah. Have you used the, um, so those, the Rolo XL and then there are the other Rolos that are, um, like different graded drawing pencils. And then they have like color coded caps on the end. Have you tried those? Nope. Never tried those. The only three Viking pencils I've tried is the Rolo, the XL, the big one, the element, which I do like that one. That one's one that I do use occasionally that, uh, John Pattison, my friend from, membership days uh gave me and then the the school pencil is just like one that i don't use but those are the only three that i've actually had in hand okay yeah those are nice i think the pencil store used to have them i don't know if she has them anymore yeah they're all extremely well made like beautifully made like Mm -hmm. really consistent and attractive but um next one i'll say is just the entire and this might actually be like a really close comparison to the vikings but just like the faber castell 9000 series yeah i can't do it i can't i've tried the jumbos i've tried the normal ones i've tried the 4b and i've oh sorry i hit my microphone uh talking <laughs> with my hands here uh, i've tried the 4b and the 6b and the 2b and the i just like tried everything and um it might also speak to just like pencils without erasers just throw me off just weight wise there are some that i like a lot but the faber castell pencils almost all of them it's actually oddly enough the one that johnny you said is the one you're using today that velvet which i think you sent me um is actually like my favorite faber castell pencil i like the velvet a lot oh those were um oh what did they call it back then faber castell usa there's there's no hyphen yeah faber castell so I love this pencil, but those 350, they, they look incredible. Again, they look so sexy, but <laughs> it's a really good looking pencil, but man, uh, I just can't do I it. I think I, I think I know what you mean. Like they're the only ones who can make like a four B feel scratchy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was going to say the opposite that only the Germans can make a, you know, two H feel pretty smooth. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. 
Maybe they just have the the scale mixed up. It's the other side of the world from Japan. So, yeah, they're alternate they're alternate skinny. facts. We'll just call it that. Yeah, <laughs> fake news. S- fake some, al- some alternate facts there. Um, and then my my last one on my list, which is going to like horrify some people. <laughs> Get yep. ready to clutch your pearls, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this one, this is one that's much less dramatic than the other ones. The other, all the other pencils, like. I deem them for a lack of a better phrase, like unusable. Like I will never, I'll never just use them. Even this one I will use, but as much as, but I feel like my appreciation for it doesn't match up to people's love for it, uh, which is the Blackwing 211, which I've like gushed over in the past. Blackwing 211 tribute to John Muir. Amazing looking pencil. The first natural Blackwing. We were all super excited about it you know, sort of pencil that is made in a vacuum to appeal to us or whatever. But there's something about it. And and it could be like a subconscious, like this is how much it costs. And so I don't want to use it thing in the back of my head. But I just hardly ever want to keep using a Blackwing 211. It's almost, it, I don't know, it feels a little skinnier. There's something about it that like when, I, when I'm writing with it, I end up putting it away. Now I'm, I am a cheap, cheap person. In a lot of ways. <laughs> and so maybe it's like in the back of my head, I'm like, I write, you know, quick brown fox jumped over the, or whatever. I, I write the, write the sentence. And I'm like, okay, that was 25 cents. And then I go on to the next. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's it. But the, the 211 is one of the, of, as far as like the volumes editions, one that is universally like adored, but I sort of like actively don't use it. And I have maybe a dozen and a half of them, which I don't know if I've talked about that in a while, but I have a, I think it's kind of a hilarious. It makes myself laugh that I have a, I have a full unused dozen Blackwing 211s, but I threw away all the brown erasers and replaced them with pink like a long time ago, <laughs> which is good because it makes me like not want to sell them. I think they look better that way, but I just, I have a full like unused dozen Blackwing 211s that I'm like, I think I might've sharpened the first one that I've just been using, but they're beautiful. And they're good pencils. Maybe I'm just, maybe the block, the personal block is just that um, they're so rare. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a, that's, that's my list. So that's about you, Johnny. Oh man. So mine involves pencils that I used to like. So these aren't like super universal. So number one is the Statler Norica, which um, I used to love. And then I heard so much about them and different years being different. Then I got tired of hearing of them. And like, now every time I see it, I'm like too much drama. I don't know what year this is. I'm not using this damn pencil, <laughs> but like, it's yeah. a great pencil. It's, you know, writes nicely. It's got a nice finish. I wish it was cedar, which is what I usually think. But, um, yeah, it's ultimately is it, a disappointment. Is it basswood? Um, I don't even know. Yeah. It's hard to I, tell. I haven't picked one up in a long time. And then, They've had other versions that have come out. Um, I think Les had some that were, were they pastel or metallic? I think they were metallic. They were yeah. so pretty. Okay, I might have to get those. I'll try again. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think for the second one, I'm going to have to go with the golden bear. I'm sorry. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> no, it's Because right. whenever I see it, um, I don't like the imprint on the new one. Like, I don't like yeah. the font they use for USA. And I see the old one in my head. But yeah, they had the, the California um, Republic Stationers one. Yeah, that one was so pretty. It was. And then yeah. I think I have a couple of the blue ones around somewhere. Every once in a while I use one and be like, damn, this was a nice looking pencil. Yeah. 
But um, also, like anything with a balanced core from Blackwing, I really want to love, and I'll like use one. Like when Volume One came out, I was into it. Then, like after I used a couple, I'm like, no, I can't use this thing. It sucks. Like, it's it. It also like is it's so interesting because that's still the one that's the most like if you were to just take all of the Palomino Blackwings in the world and like average them out, I bet that they're I bet that the most of them are the balance core ones. Yeah, but that's not even the balance core anymore. Like I feel like the six hundred two is the most usable balance within there. Yeah, I think you're totally one hundred percent right. Yeah, it's my balanced opinion. <laughs> Fair <laughs> and balanced. Yeah it it doesn't stay sharp. It's not that dark. It's it smears like crazy. I've grown to like loathe them. Plus I don't like the pearl. I think it's ugly. Yeah. I used to like it a lot, but I was, uh, Charlotte was into it and I get, I was always finding pearls all over the place and I gave her all mine. So maybe I subconsciously just don't, don't like it anymore. (laughs) That's one that I, I sort of like bashed on for a while. And then in recent years, like in the last year I've, I've grown to kind of enjoy. I really think that like, as far as hardnesses between the sort of softer, harder and the like medium ones, it's just like all seasons for me. It's like there's a season where like a pearl just feels great or a soft pencil feels great. And there's sometimes where I like, so I, I don't know, but like I was, I was surprised to ever enjoy the, the pearl or, or a pearl core, which really I should say like pearl core, because usually when I, when I use the the balance core, it's like that Jackie Robinson pencil is the one that I most often use. Oh, yeah. which Plus, I love. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm allowed to make a joke about OCD if I have OCD, but black, gray, and white, and the one in the middle is white. That it has always like bugged me to no end. <laughs> like it would have made a lot more sense when they did it if instead of making a third core between the two, if they just made a harder core. But like, I feel like darkness-wise, it's so close to the MMX, but it's not as usable because the MMX, you can turn it and find another corner and like really wear that thing down before you have to sharpen it. Yeah. Yeah. That This is just sad. Um, so my next one is a pencil that every once in a while I pick up and I just like loathe it to no end. And that's the Tombow 2558. The, Which one um, is that? It's that yellow one that has a, yeah. a really pretty oh, ferrule. Like purple. Yeah. Yeah. But the pencil is too wide for the ferrule. The imprint is mushed down. Um, people talk about how you can't sharpen it. I'm like, what the hell do I want to use a pencil I can't sharpen for if there's no good use for it? I've never experienced that part of it. Are you talking is like because the, they have an HB and a B. The B is one of my favorites. I love that one. I've tried the um the HB and the B and like they write nicely, but I just don't like that pencil. Like it's it's sort of visceral. I actually got rid of all mine. Every time I find one, I'm like, "Hey, who wants a who wants a Tombow?" Fling it off your your porch, like your house. <laughs> it's like Mardi Gras. You know, the, all the <laughs> fine people in Roland Park are like, "Let's go up that street. We keep finding some cool Japanese pencils." <laughs> but um, I was going to say this when we were talking about that the the Blackwing. A lot of times, I'll find a pencil that I love and I look for a use for it. Like, um, there are uses for the Wopex. Sorry. Um, and even like really hard Faber-Castell pencils that I love. Like digging out hair from your drain. Like If there's a political dissident that you don't like, you can poison them slowly with it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I need to laugh for a little while. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. 
<laughs> this got dark. <laughs> it sure did. <laughs> I'm like a Wopex. No, um, <laughs> but with the um the Tombow, like I've looked for a reason to like it. It's not the way it feels. It's just it's ugly, and it looks like they. They designed the imprint and the ferrule around a different size wood and then changed the size of the wood and it just doesn't fit. Hmm. Yeah. Like it, I mean, I, t- I totally see that. Yeah. Blech. And uh, my last one I'm putting on here because I swear to God they changed it. And that's the Field Notes pencil. Yeah. Because um, the first ones that I got back in 2010, um, they were really nice. They were a little scratchy, but they weren't, they weren't, you know, they weren't writing with a fork. They made a mark. They were pleasantly scratchy and now like they don't write very well at all or at least none of the ones i've gotten recently write very well they're way too hard but that pencil is like perfect in every way besides that it's round it's cedar it's made america it's really pretty but uh i used up all my old ones because how do you tell the difference between between them uh i just had the new ones and the old ones oh the old ones were short (laughs) because i used them a lot yeah but um, if you sharpen them, you can really feel the difference. It's like, I don't know, a Faber-Castell HB versus like a Ticonderoga. Like, yeah. ooh, that doesn't feel the same. So I, I imagine whoever makes them switch the lead at some point. But um, you know, they're not they're not super expensive, but they're not cheap. I wish they could uh put a softer lead in there. They'd be like just freaking amazing. But um, yeah, those are my five that I think aren't that controversial. How about you, Andy? Hmm. Um, I think the biggest one that immediately came to mind when I thought about this topic um, was the the Grip 2001 by Faber-Castell. Uh. I, th- I think you're all familiar <laughs> with this one. I I love the idea of it. I think it looks really cool. I, I like the triangular nature of it. Um, and I, I like the look of the dots. Um, but... Just the the whole feel of the thing is just just not right to me. Like I I feel like it's too light. <laughs> it's That's so light. funny because that that could be on my list, but it would be the exact opposite. Like I love the feel of it. Like it just feels so right. The, the reason why I like the Blackwing Four, like I love a te- pencil with texture, but like yeah. Anyways, it's yeah. like the opposite. So the 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 dots are too too grippy. I guess. Um, not a big fan of that. And and they, they melt really easily. Like if you leave it in a hot car in the summer, like it just melts. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was talking to somebody about this recently. I wasted a pile of pencils that were some of my favorites because they got melted to some Faber-Castells. Yep. Totally. Totally. <laughs> they've redone it since then, so they don't melt anymore. But Oh, really? Um, they, my God, you're not kidding. Like it didn't even have to be a hot car. Like in storage, nope. they would just stick to each other. <laughs> just like breathe on <sighs> just breathe on it and it melts yeah the um, new ones um the dots look less black they almost look clear and they won't yeah. come off anymore okay interesting but they're sharper if you don't like yeah. them. <laughs> you gotta no. sand them down you gotta file those things <laughs> like i said i do i do agree with you that's one that like has always been kind of underwhelming for me except for the jumbo ones i love the jumbo ones mm. oh, I haven't for whatever tried the reason jumbo. oh yeah i like the, i like yeah. the big ones yeah but the, the the wood is too light and the the core is too scratchy is is kind of like how I yeah the the how I would take that further so that yeah the grip 2001s by Faber Castell um, the okay are, are you guys familiar with the Camlin Supreme HD it's a Indian yep. pencil it is 
out of all of those Indian pencils is probably the most gorgeous. I love the way it looks. Um, it is, it's red, white, and blue. It's looks like a bright blue barrel. It has a white stripe and a blue and a red cap. Um, it looks really good with that, um, that notebook, uh, that witch term that I have with the, the red dots. Ooh, um, good, good pair. But it just, oh no, it's just not, doesn't feel good. It's, it's, it's a little, it's a little thick, just a little bit thicker than usual, which is fine. Um, but, the core is just like it's really light without being really strong. Hey, usually Sorry. the um, Indian Tim pencils did it are crazy. The what? Which pencils? Usually Indian, Indian pencils? pencils. Their cores are just like you know you could stab somebody, but they're still pretty dark. Yeah, like ni- the nice and dark pencils. Like that's such a that's such a thing. Um, so uh, check it out. Uh, there's a there's a interview on or a review on Leadfast of the Camelin Supreme HDs. And I bet that you've come across one of these before because they look just gorgeous, but they just don't feel good at all. Uh, another one, which I think is probably my most controversial choice is I'm just underwhelmed by all the Mongols, like every Mongol pencil. Really? Um, the old ones, uh, the new one, um, the next three on my list are ones that I was really into when I was first getting into pencils. Kind of like, I kind of like you'd, Tim and Johnny, I think like, especially Tim, you, you had a lot that you were really into and then you kind of like grew out of. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. I feel that way about the Mongols. Like I, oh, I always associate you with liking them for some reason. I, I love the way they look. I love the copper barrel, like ferrules, the, the stripe on it. Um, I have, the erasers are crappy. Um, I have broken many an eraser from the Mongols. Like not, not even just the, the old, old ones, the new ones too. Like some of the, those ones I got in um, in Peru that they still make that are just made in um, I don't even know what they're made. Um, anyhow, I I haven't really used one since since then. Still love the way they look. The colors are gorgeous. I would totally have a you know buy a new Mongol like a new old Mongol for the colors that they came in. But yeah, don't feel yeah, that great. The imprint of the early ones from Eberhard Faber, where Eberhard Faber were in, was in these like huge letters. That were, yeah, those were so damn pretty. Yeah, love the way they look. Um, so that's one. Um, another one that I was really into when I first got into pencils, and was my I think my recommendation in our um, in our yellow pencils um, episode is that uh, the semi hex, the general semi hex, and I think I've just sort of like kind of fallen out with it. Like it just is. It's a very blah writer. Like it, it feels nice. It looks looks nice, but I just don't care for the way it writes. Hmm. Yeah, I was gonna nice say box, it's, but yeah, good box, good design. <laughs> like I, I like the history of it. <laughs> I would say the opposite um, that it's boring looking, but they write like a million bucks, especially the number ones. I mean, compared to you know your Office Depot pencil, they yeah. write great. But yeah, uh, and the last one, which um, you know, I I. I really like triangular pencils, but yet I have two triangular pencils on this list. Um, this <laughs> last one is, is a big one there. I love the idea of it. It was the Rhodia pencil. And um, have you, you, you both have tried this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They, they changed them at some point because they sucked and they remade them. They were darker, but they weren't really any better. Yeah. I, so this one is interesting because one thing I really love about the Rhodia is that it's just orange cover that it has. Like it's just, the design is really great. It's a bright orange color excuse me, cover. Uh, the Rhodia pencils, like the orange and the black, I just don't think work together. It just looks like a Halloween pencil. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and they, yeah, you know, the wood. Like yeah. If you're not familiar with this, this pencil, it has a dyed black wood, um, which I think always kind of affects the quality of the sharpening. It's very, 
it feels like it's you know is wet and then just sort of like you know pulped together but um it's just like it's a fine writer um it's not great it's not bad um it just looks like a pencil i should get in you know for trick-or-treating um <laughs> but it doesn't call co- it's not the price of those pencils for sure it's not it's not a cheap pencil yeah um when was it pencil things that was the first one i tried it was yeah a weird combination of crumbly and also scratchy and too light yeah I'm that's like, a good wow, way to you put nailed it, it. <laughs> yeah good but then, good job like 10 years ago they made, remade them and they were like pretty nice they wrote really well but there was something about the paint they used that constantly picked up graphite dirt and they came in that little uh, plastic yeah you're right and they were yeah. always a little grimy I'm like yeah this I have was one, three bucks i have a couple that's really really dirty yeah so yeah i i, I just tried to try to love it but just couldn't couldn't do it yeah um I'd be interested to hear from um, from the listeners. Uh, maybe I'll start a thread in the group if anybody wants to comment um, on this episode and you know on the website. Like, please feel free. I want to know the ones that you that you think that you should love, but you don't, and why. Um, love to kind of like you know hear what people are thinking out there. All right, should we uh, should we wrap up? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This is a. It's been a lot of fun. This is, sometimes it's good just to complain. Like I know we try to keep things positive, but you know sometimes you you don't you don't want to be positive. <laughs> you just you just want to go off on a pencil, right? So I agree. Uh, Tim, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Tim Wassum and on Instagram at Timothy Wassum. Cool, Johnny. How about you? You can find me at pencilrevolution.com and on social media at Pencilution. And if you want to send money in exchange for zines. You can find me at Etsy.com slash shop slash Pencil Revolution. Viva la revolution. Um, I am Andy. I am at um, at A Wealthly on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, you can find my website at andy.wtf. And collectively, we are the Erasable Podcast. Um, you can find our uh, website at erasable.us. Uh, for show notes and for recording of this episode, um, you can go to erasable.us slash 157. Um, the, we have a Patreon. If you go to erasable.us slash Patreon, you can find ways to uh, to support us um, and get a little extra fun things uh, along the way. Uh, if you support us at the $10 level, uh, no spoilers, um, you probably by March 1st want to be signed up for that because we have some things, interesting things coming and that I'm sure we'll talk about in the next episode. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll kind of, you know, thank our $10 a month supporters here in a minute. But uh, before we do that, engage with us on, in our Facebook group, um, facebook.com slash groups slash erasable. Great place on the internet. Uh, it's moderated pretty heavily. We try to keep it like going really well. Uh, just a really nice group of people. And you can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at, at Erasable Podcast. Um, so I want to thank our $10 a month um, uh, Patreon patrons uh, at the producer level. Uh, they keep us going. Uh, they pay that they keep the lights on here, keep the hosting fees going. So thank you so much to all of them. Uh, and those people are Diana Oakley, Andre Torres, Kyle, Paul Moorhead, Andrew Squish, Judy Molnar, Ali Sarah, Jamelia. O.A. Pryor, K.P., James Dominguez, Millie Blackwell, Hunter McCain, Bob Ostwald, Michael Dialosa, Jacqueline Myers, Tana Feliz, Ann Sipe, Joe Crace, Measure Twice, Michael Hagen, Chris Metzkis, John Bainan, Random Thinks, Jason Deal, Dave McDonald, 
Mary Collis, Alex Jonathan Brown, Kathleen Rogers, Bobby Letzinger, Fourth Letter, Kelton Weens, Hans Noodleman, Terry Beth, Jay Newton, Stuart Lennon, Dave Tubman, and Chris Jones. Thank you all so much, and we will see you next next time. Turn it off.